Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 341. My name is Brando. Do I sound different? Let me try something. Slash sold seashells by the seashore. I have a little lisp going on now. Hold on. Let me let me take my my tooth out. Hold on. All right. Furry bird. Furry bird. So feels so weird. Feels. <laughs> I'm getting this awkwardness out of the way uh, because I'm letting you know because it's been a couple weeks since I didn't uh, did an episode, and that's been by design. So if you are a frequent, a frequent listener, I'm going to be struggling. This is why I haven't done an episode in a bit. Uh, back in January, I got into a car accident. Obviously, I'm okay now, uh, other than I chipped a tooth, and now I'm in the process. I was doing episodes with a chipped tooth. If you watch episodes on Zoom, sometimes I'm hiding behind the microphone because I'm self-conscious. But now I'm going to be in the process of getting an implant. So in order to do that, you got to remove the tooth. It's got a heel, then they put a screw in, and it's, it's, it's awesome. So that's going to happen, in, I guess, in July, where I'm going to get this new tooth. So either now I go half toothless, or I got this flipper where I can put in, where it just looks like a tooth is there. Uh, no pain, no nothing like that, but just have a little bit of a lisp now, which is not ideal when you have a podcast, right? I'm, I'm grateful this is not the time in my radio career where I'm on the air all the time forced to go to work. Uh, but I have the luxury since this is my podcast to take a little bit of a break, but I want to do an episode to just recap some things because I'm not taking a break in general from things. It may just be from recording. Uh, I will say when an episode or a guest comes up I'm not going to say no, I'll just sound like, uh, you know, like the cable guy, or I'll, I'll sound like uh, Cindy Brady or something like that. Whatever lisp reference you can make with, uh, you can make in your up in your head. But I'll take advantage of those opportunities if they come along. But I'm just not really going to be searching too much for interviews uh, over the next month or so. Uh, but what I will say is, and what I will hopefully encourage you to do is visit our YouTube channel that I've been focusing a lot on. I've been mentioning that for quite a while now, but. Uh, especially since I'm not recording new episodes, it's giving me more time to do other things, which it's kind of a, a blessing in disguise. So I want to focus more on the the YouTube channel, creating these, you know, not just highlights of interviews that you have not heard in a while. So let's just say, for example, you missed episode 50 with Rob Gardner, the original drummer of, of Guns N' Roses, not Steven Adler. It was Rob Gardner. So it's a long episode. So if you just want to have like a, a nice little taste, there's like a two-minute clip of how he and Tracy Guns left the band. 
So that's things like that. So episodes you may have not heard in a while or just highlights of some of your favorites. I'm making sure to put up and whether it's a you can watch it if it's a Zoom interview or I'm, I'm accompanying the, the audio with unique pictures, things like that. So hopefully that's fun for you to watch on YouTube as well as I'm putting together compilations of our interviews. So not just highlights like I explained, but kind of like a where you can find one specific, yeah, it's all Guns N' Roses, but like one specific genre or branch of the Guns N' Roses tree. So right now I have a compilation of some wrestlers that have been on, like CM Punk, CM Punk. <laughs> I'm self-conscious. This is why I don't want to do an interview and just be thinking about the way I speak the entire time, more so than I usually do. Uh, I also did a compilation. Uh, this was cool, I, I thought. and also made me feel a little bit good about myself, what we've accomplished so, so far. Maybe I, earn, I earned a break. We're a compilation of Guns N' Roses, current Guns N' Roses members that have been on the podcast, which is just knock on wood. I don't know if it'll ever happen again. That's another conversation maybe we'll have in this episode. Uh, but putting highlights of Frank Ferrer, uh, Dizzy Reed up there, Richard Fortas. So that's those are paired together if you just want a taste of the current Guns N' Roses uh, all in a row, so you don't have to go searching for it. And I did the same thing with Use Your Illusion Era and Chinese Democracy Era. So Use Your Illusion, it's going to have Tracy and Roberta episode uh, interviews paced together. Uh, Gilby Clark's in there. Uh, it's just it's it was really cool to put these together. Uh, Teddy Zigzag because every ep- the two episodes that Teddy did were both with Roberta Freeman. So I also put up a highlight. Of Teddy and Roberta. This is separate from the compilation clip that I used. Uh, this is a new clip that I put up. So if you missed, I think it was episode maybe 87 or something, where Teddy and Roberta were talking about the 1992 Montreal riot and escaping it. And and Roberta even said things that Teddy didn't know, which is just uh, mind-boggling. That happened organically on this podcast. You know, Roberta was my quote-unquote co-host and uh, we were interviewing interviewing Teddy together. And speaking of Roberta, I, I would be remiss not to mention this. Congratulations uh, goes out. I did not watch the Grammys. I did not. Uh, but what uh, the album of the year, John Baptiste. I'm only familiar because I sometimes watch Colbert. Not so much anymore, but I know he's the band leader of Stephen of uh, Late Night with Stephen Colbert. But he's obviously a very accomplished musician, and that's how he got the gig. First of all. So we I mean, had a great album. I didn't listen to it. Forgive me. Uh, we are. But Roberta is on that album, which is just so cool. So she writes on her Instagram, John Baptiste just won album of the year for We Are. So grateful to Nick Waterhouse for bringing me and Carol Hatchett in on this project to sing background vocals on a few of these amazing tunes. Feeling blessed and very happy for all who were involved. So that's, I mean, think about that. That's somebody from our Guns N' Roses tree on, on part of the album of the year in 2022. Very cool. So I wanted to make sure while Roberto was on my mind to mention that. And also did a compilation of Chinese Democracy interviews with Josh Freeze, Tommy Stinson, Brain, also Sean Bevan, the producer for part of the Chinese Democracy adventure is up there. So if you want to enjoy those uh, interviews, uh, highlights of those interviews, Check them out, please, on YouTube. And if you support this podcast, and I imagine that you do if you're listening, that's not true. I think I have a couple of troll listeners that like to hate listen. But please subscribe on YouTube. Even if you don't have an account and you're not a big YouTube 
user, if you have a few moments, sign up for YouTube, give me a, a subscribe like or, or a like or because that's the best way to support. I know there's a lot of different ways to be entertained now. It's it's beyond ridiculous. The fact that I have a nice handful of people listening to this podcast is very flattering with all the things that we we have at our disposal right now. But I think I'm not going to – yeah, I have a Patreon. I just don't feel good ever asking for money. That's just – I don't fit the stereotype that way. <laughs> I guess it's – I know it's part of the course that's normal for a podcast, YouTube channel. That's how – no, I, I, I want to make the money off of YouTube from those guys. So if you give me a subscription and the more that you watch, the you know the, the, the jump change that I get from YouTube goes up. So that's the best way to support me um, monetarily, but continue to support just by sharing old episodes, by retweeting, by, by contributing to this podcast. Maybe you're like, you know what, Brando? I don't care that you have a lisp. I have a great idea for an episode or a guest. Let's make this happen. And then you become part of that episode. So that's always, always on the table. And this is a good time to take a little bit of a break uh, also because Guns N' Roses are, they are announcing some dates. Uh, so very cool in Europe, which is great for our European friends, South America, great for our South American friends. And I believe in Europe, uh, our friend of the show, I guess we can call Mark LaBelle of Dirty Honey. Dirty Honey going to be opening up for Guns N' Roses again. And I put it out there, but I'm going to put, that, put it out there again because it's going to be more of a challenge, a fun challenge. Like after we did with the, the North American tour, the U.S. tour last summer, we're going to do reviews of those episodes. We're going to get your reviews and your analysis and your fan obsession all wrapped into one. And I would like to do this with people in other countries. I mean, let's travel the world together to see Guns N' Roses right here in Appetite for Distortion. So any of those dates, Brazil, you know, any of those dates, you know, obviously speak English as good as I can, which isn't very, you know, I'm setting the bar low. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's uh, some of the trick of the trade. Uh, but I think, you know, I think it'll happen. So if you are a, a bilingual listener of the podcast and you're going to be going to a Guns N' Roses show in your, in your country, please, you know, after you see them, let's do an episode together. Let's do a review. And I think that'll be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And as far as new guests, again, I was putting this on, uh, on hold right now. I had a few just out there to see if they were going to happen. I, I did get a no from Michael McKeon, <laughs> the actor, who you know from a million things. Uh, the main reason I was going to ask him was for a spinal tap. And I still got to get behind uh, who from Guns N' Roses uh, allegedly unplugged like an amp or the guitar uh, from, from Spinal Tap at the Freddie Mercury tribute. We spoke about that when Harry Shearer was on the episode. Uh, they, they thanked me for reaching out my interest, but they said they'll pass. And you know what? Got to respect that. And along those lines, I don't know, am I being too honest? Do you feel I'm always too honest about what guests I get, when they say no, how I feel about it? Because as I take this little bit of a break, I want to get some feedback, some real honest feedback from you, what you would like from the podcast. Uh, I, I search, this is just my nature, I search for the negative. I get so much positive 
and that makes me feel really good. I'm, I'm not, you know, if I was getting negative stuff, I wouldn't be doing this. You know what I mean? And yeah, there are sometimes those stray bullets that come out. But I, as I've been doing that, I've been pretty lucky. You know, either the people that don't like me if don't say anything, or I just get all negative, uh, all positive stuff. And actually, speaking of which, let me uh, give a shout out. And this gives me, this makes me feel I'm on the right track. But I want to keep putting it out there that, well, if any changes you would like to see in the the podcast, maybe you know when I come back to do it regularly, we do kind of a relaunch. And uh, I I will say that our buddy G from from Scotland, oh my God, yeah, from Scotland, he, um, the one that made the the logo, I was life. He did the the Izzy um, DIY documentary. He he's making like a new intro for the YouTube channel. Like so, it's going to be a nice visual intro for the for the YouTubes. He did make a you may have seen on some of the videos. It's kind of like a almost like a stone cold glass breaking over the logo kind of thing. And and how amazing was WrestleMania? By the way, speaking of Stone Cold, hey, there's a huge crossover. I mean, think about it. I, mean, I know I'm getting sidetracked, but if you watch WrestleMania, also, how many of them are huge Guns N' Roses fans? You know, Drew McIntyre wrestling, Charlotte Flair wrestling, uh, Sami Zayn. Uh, we got that great story from Cliff Compton about Sami Zayn meeting Axel, asking for a picture and getting shot down. Uh, Kevin Owens, who who uh, faced Stone Cold. He is a big Guns N' Roses fan. I did ask him on Twitter once what his favorite Chinese democracy song was, and he responded with, better. So, uh, yeah, he's a fan. And I appreciate those who like the the wrestling episodes where it's not as GNR heavy all the time. So, it, again, that's the feedback I really do like, so continue to give me feedback. Uh, another another subgenre that we talk about here other than wrestling uh, GNR being the main genre we talk about uh, is mental health and addiction. So I'm kind of taking also a mental health break a little bit. Uh, this is from uh, Joe Madsey. The fact that you talk about mental health and addiction and are very candid on your podcast while uh, regarding such matters. Uh, he also, he says whilst, by the way. I'm just not comfortable saying whilst. I, I, I don't use that word unless I'm, you know, was doing Shakespeare in, in fourth grade. I, I, I can't do this. So. Uh, also talking about whilst whilst also talking about my favorite band talk about mental health while also talking about my favorite band uh, and it has been a very big help for me this these last few years especially during the pandemic so I'm glad you have provided me with enough material these last few years just to get me out of my own head uh, for a period of time listening to the AFD podcast so I could thank you for that Brando thanks Joe and the the last interview I did was with um, Rick Allen of Def Leppard. And we, we spoke about, you know, dealing with disabilities and mental health. And yeah, it's been a theme. Like how do we, I, I was never able to do this podcast without talking about mental health. Not because that's, you know, part of my personality, but that's part of why I love Guns N' Roses so much. You know, uh, today is, because it all ties in together. Because today as I'm recording this is April 5th. Uh, a sad day in rock and roll history. Kurt Cobain died 1994, April 5th, and Lane Staley uh, in 20, uh, 2002, which is like 20 years ago. Nearly 30 for Kurt. Insane. And just to think that the Guns N' Roses guys, any of them, could have ended up being a sad story. 
uh, still could be because this is the first episode, um, you know, recording I've done since the past, since the passing of Taylor Hawkins. Oh man, that's, uh, that caught everybody by surprise, man. So GNR, we're talking about these things, you know, and, and that's why I just really gravitated towards this band, not just the music, but who they are as people. And it's just, um, it's interesting. It's just really interesting the, the the ride that we've gone on this podcast and what you've allowed me to do, uh, the the tie into with with Guns N' Roses. And I I hope I do get an opportunity to talk to, you know, as I was talking about compilations, you know, I hope there's a a big three compilation, you know, or there's an appetite lineup compilation because I've never interviewed anybody from there. You know, I've had some uh, contact with Stephen Adler's people, but the way Stephen Adler is uh, where he is in his career, I mean, you got to think about what's best for him. So if he's doing a show in a certain market, he can do an interview in that market to help sell, help sell tickets. You know, what would really doing an interview with me help him, I guess? Uh, you know, I, of course, you know, I would treat him with respect and ask, ask things he's only comfortable with, but what good would it do for him? And perhaps that's the why I was turned down with Duff McKagan. Uh, I don't know if it ever got back to Duff, but why uh, the the radio person, the radio contact at that time had to say no. I have since almost, I don't want to say greased the wheel, but have uh, improved that relationship, which is why I was able to get Wolfgang Van Halen and Mark LaBelle on twice. Um, again, they're just weird GNR connections. So it makes me paranoid. So that's part of the mental health thing. I'm just getting so in my head seeing all these Slash interviews. And just being like, look, I did not start a Guns N' Roses podcast thinking I would ever interview anybody, let alone Slash, Duff, certainly not Axel. Interviewing Axel to me is like interviewing the the Dalai Lama. Like, how realistic is that? Or maybe maybe harder. I think harder than the Dalai Lama, right? Doesn't the Dalai Lama have a Twitter account that he's pretty active on? More active than Axel? I don't know. Uh, point being, it just kind of bummed me out. And it bums me out that, you know, I see, annoying that the brain that Melissa wants to do it, last I was told, and it's not happening. And I don't want it to be, if and when these things do happen, these interviews do happen, that I, I know I would never get an interview by guilt or just by, uh, oh, just throw him a bone. But just under weird circumstances, like I almost, I don't want to use the word beg because I'm not begging for it just wanting it too much or complaining too much about it. But I just hope over the course of the, of doing this podcast, while I've earned a lot of opportunities and amazing opportunities that at the same time, there's some bridge I'm not aware of that I burned to prevent me from an, an interview with Duff or Slash that I would have earned normally, which just bumps me out, not just for the podcast, uh, not just for me personally, like as a, as a Guns N' Roses fan, but but for you too. How many interviews do you hear about sl- uh, with Slash or Duff? And it's the same thing, you know. And they're not necessarily even about Guns N' Roses. Like you know that I I know enough about their personalities. Slash with horror and and Duff with sports, and 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 that I would make it interesting and fun. You know, not just so much a yes and answer yes or no kind of interview, just have a conversation. So I know I could do a good job as nervous as I would be. And I would be extremely nervous because I get nervous almost for every interview. 
can only imagine if uh, ever speaking with Slash or Dub. So just wanting to pull back and just not be in my head too much about it because it, it I'm telling you, it just it bothers me more than I would like to admit. It does. Also taking this time to focus more on Doug's book. That is a huge thing I need to accomplish in my life and for Doug. Uh, I'm telling you, Doug, you know, there are a lot of reasons people write a book, but there's just something, the way that Doug talks about his family, uh, his sons, this isn't just about Guns N' Roses. This is a man that, you know, he has lived a very cool life. He seems to be, he's in a good place now, but there are some things that he, I guess he wishes uh, he could redo or repair. Maybe repair is probably the best word uh, to use for it. And he is, I want to do this for him. And it'll give me the time. I, 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 it's great that he selected me for this project because there's really no pressure because I haven't had any, had any deadlines or anything like that because it's hard. You know, I have a real, an actual radio job, not this podcast. I have a, a secondary part-time job that I do like 10 hours a week. I, forgive me. I must have said it on the podcast before. You know, sometimes people like to hide their, their second job or third job when, they're a, when their first job is quote-unquote like a public one, like radio or author or something like that. I don't care. Uh, do you ever hear that recording that says, this phone call may be monitored for quality assurance? I work for a company that monitors you know, whether it's uh, cable companies, trash companies, airlines, I've been doing that for over a decade to supplement my radio career. And it's a great gig, you know. Um, so it's something I don't want to leave even when I, you know, I, I don't necessarily need it anymore financially. But I, that's, that's what I'm, that kind of goes back to financially. I don't like saying these things because it doesn't matter because I do this podcast for the love of it. But, Again, subscribe to YouTube. That can help me out too so I don't have to work as hard and I can work harder on the things that are more fun. I will give you a, a sneak peek though. I will tell you this because I have I'm very intimidated to do this book. Even though there's no deadline, Doug has been great with me. Um, I've never written a book before, not like this. I've written a very small, if you want to call it an autobiography uh, just about a small town in Cape Cod, sold a few hundred copies. I just did that. It's a long story. If I haven't told it already, I'll tell, I'll, I'll tell it another time. It's just not too important. But I've never done anything like on this level. So I'm like, how am I going to even approach doing this? So this is what I've been doing. And this is why I tell you about the book. We tell you about the book because I think it's fun to bring you along for the ride. And this is what I'm spending a lot of my – what I have been spending a lot of my time more so on recently because I was letting some of it wait and putting it on the back burner. Uh, but now I want to get it done. I want to get it done this year. I'm not saying that it will, but I, that's the goal. Uh, so with, with Doug, and there are still some more conversations to be had to transcribe, but we've had several Zoom conversations, Zoom conversations. Sometimes I forget I still have a lisp right now. I have a temporary lisp. Uh, where we talk about a certain topic or person or whatever subject, and I do my best to lead him through that, thinking about what I'm going to need to create this into a story 
You know, and he's a good, he's a good natural storyteller also, which is great. So we did, you know, let's just say 10 of those, two hours each or whatever, you know, something around there. And so I would then have to transcribe those. Thank goodness I have a transcription, you know, program because that would just, this book would never get done if I had to sit there and write everything out just from listening to them, like how they used to do back in the day. Uh, I, like, I'm sorry, I couldn't do it. Unless that was like my job and that's it. Anyway, uh, so I would get, I would transcribe them because quickly once over, not to focus too much on them, but just to clean it up because it's not perfect, even though the transcription program is pretty good. Uh, Trent, that's what it's called. It's pretty good, but nothing's perfect. And then I would go over it again, this time listening to the whole conversation along with it and fixing up anything. And then that's that's it. So I would have that Zoom conversation all cleaned up what is with quoting and him telling the story. I put it all into one master file, right? And that master file is close to 200 pages right now. And that's that's us getting the meat down. There's still a lot of potatoes that we need to, to fluff the stories with and some more stories. So we are getting close to 200 pages with a lot still left to discuss. So I'm not worried about that. I was concerned about how am I going to divide this into chapters? How am I going to divide this, which I did my best going into these conversations. So this is an, I'm going to give you a, a sneak peek. These aren't chapters. I'm not going to call them that. These are sections of the book that are, that we've done so far. Now these may become, you know, a hybrid with another section. I mean, again, this is like a, a good comparison. <laughs> this is the blues b- before it became the street of dreams or street of dreams, or even before it was the blues. This is like real basic. How about a better analogy when Josh freeze, when it's like, it was just the instrumental for Chinese democracy with smells like Josh spirit. This is just the smells like Josh spirit of Doug's autobiography. This is just instrumental. This is just, you know, so a lot of things can change, but I think it's, it's pretty fun to, and I read these to Doug and he's excited. Um, as we continue. And I'm going to read these in alphabetical order as I, I named them in my Word documents. So this is kind of a uh, sneak, real sneak peek into Doug's upcoming autobiography. Adler. Stephen Adler. Air Supply and Van Halen. Air uh, Allen. Alan Niven. It's going to be an early chapter with Alan. Almost Died. Axel's Depression, Bogota, Colombia, Breakup with Slash and Duff, Celebrity Theater, Alan Downfall, Donington, Doug's Downfall, Sharon and Merck, Eminem, Rap Apologies. Freddie, growing up, incoming of a new era, lateness, depression, drinking, mental health, get in the ring, Montreal, Paris, Japan, not Paris and Japan, but Paris and Japan, there's not a Paris and Japan, I don't think. Ritz 88, 
Rock and Rio 91. Sam, that's his older brother, signing over the name St. Louis. Unsung heroes, women, and family. Now, that is very basic. There are more, there's more for me to do, but I wanted to give you a sneak peek of what I've been working on for nearly a year now. It's been almost a year that I've been working on Doug's book. And there's a lot that's been done, but there's still a lot to go. So I admire those. It's when those rock stars come out with autobiographies, they have a professional, a professional at it, working night and day and cranking that out in a few months. You think half these celebrities write their own book? No. No, 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 no. They got somebody like me, but I this is like my first crack at it. It's a, a real crack at it that it becomes something. Not a self-published, which I'm very still proud of, to do a self-published Cape Cod book that sold like 400 copies. But this is, uh, you know, this is an ex-Guns N' Roses manager who was with Axl Rose for 17 years. Um, so there's a lot of hoops to go through. And, and just look at Matt Sorum. I mean, I know some of his stuff got delayed by COVID, but it took him a while to put that book together. And also uh, Susan Holmes McKagan, while hers is not an autobiography, it took her nine years to put out her book, The Velvet Rose, she told us. It's not going to take nine years. That I'll tell you that much. This isn't one of those, what's a, soon is the word, and then all these years later, no, no, no. Uh, you could see I'm making progress, and that's why I'm just taking a, a breather. Let's not call a, a break, maybe a, a breather from the uh, recorded episodes. And again, the best way to support me is we just keep doing what you're doing, which is uh, finding me on social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, giving me a like, uh, commenting on you know posts, sharing them, telling other people about us. So perhaps there is an, an interview that we've done. Like if they're not the biggest Guns N' Roses fan, but they really they really like The Walking Dead. Hey, Charlotte, did you hear? You know, do you know that Pollyanna McIntosh was interviewed on the on on Appetite for Distortion, and we talked about Slash also, or or maybe they they really like Pauly Shore. I always bring that up, Pauly Shore. What a weirdo! But I love it. <laughs> what a fun episode. So we've done very interesting interviews outside the. Hardcore Guns N' Roses, you know, connection. But it all again, it's that's that North Star that we're following is Guns N' Roses. So it all connects in some way, shape or another. Uh, you know, whether it's through silly puns like uh, Shotgun News or um, you know, Appetite for Discovery, you know, things like that. We we make it work that it always roots back to Guns N' Roses. So let's just keep continuing. Uh, when are you gonna see the next podcast? I I don't know yet. Again, I don't know if there is an interview that comes my way that cannot be passed up. I will sacrifice my sound. <laughs> oh, there was a lisp. Sacrifice my sound. Jeez. And before I get out of here, let me just say rest in peace. Um, I know I mentioned it earlier, but Taylor Hawkins. Uh, I, I'm sure I had mentioned on the podcast, I know I did on social media, that I had plans to go see the Foo Fighters, the Foo Fighters, in July. Obviously not going to happen now. Uh, they've, they've canceled all their dates, and, and rightfully so. I'm fortunate enough to have seen the Foo Fighters um, in the 2000s at some point. It was in Worcester, Massachusetts when I was uh, working Cape Cod, actually. So it, 
some radio friends and I that were in Cape Cod. We were we traveled up to see the Worcester, Massachusetts. I was so New York. I was like, Worcester? What's that? Worcester. And uh, that's uh, against me opened. And we've had uh, Laura Jane Grace on the show and Serge Tankian. I've tried to get him on the show as well. No, no luck there uh, yet. But I was lucky to see Taylor perform live. And if I mention the this brief, it's a silly story, but obviously it sticks with me. Not even just because he passed, but it's something I think about every now and then. If I've mentioned me briefly meeting Taylor Hawkins, uh, if you'll indulge me, if you've heard it before. But it was when I was working at Sirius XM, and I was working for the Catholic Channel. Yeah, uh, again, if you weren't aware of that... I, Look, I, I love radio. I, I tried so hard to get into Sirius. Um, I, I almost a hundred jobs. Like I applied to trying to get in there, and sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. I had a friend who went to co- I went to college with who worked for the Catholic Channel, and I like whatever radio is radio. Oh, this is my way in. But still, it's obviously not. As growing up a Jewish boy, uh, that's not where I want. You know, religion aside, I wanted to be in music. Um. You know, that's regardless. It could have been uh, political radio. It's just I wanted to be in rock radio. That's where, or sports maybe. That, that's where my my hearts la, lie. And while it was it was a great experience, you know, at Sirius, um, if you've ever been, it's just like a, it's like a giant open a floor with like with fishbowl studios where you can see through the walls of a studio. So you can see what's going on in there. So Sirius is a lot of, they have a big fishbowl studio in the main lobby where they do a lot of their concerts where they, they put a line you could watch or that's where they, um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll play a concert on the radio, but they have a studio, a studio set up for that. So that's that studio and all these sub studios, you know, my, the Catholic studio at the time was, uh, right next door, shared a, um, a window with mad dog radio. If you know uh, Christopher Mad Dog Russo, sports radio, uh, so that was that was interesting. So even through there, through the, through the looking glass, I would see sports stars going in there, and here I am, you know, uh, broadcasting the Catholic Mass. It's just, uh, but again, radio taking things in, in perspective. So one day, again, it's all on one floor. All the studios are all on one floor, at least when I was there, and even Howard's. Howard Stearns, but his is like in a completely uh, uh, doored off part of that floor. Like it's like gold um, Fort Knox, like it's ridiculous, uh, but it's uh, technically on the same floor. Uh, so it's a communal bathroom, you know, urinals, you know, several stalls. You know what a bathroom is, why am I explaining that to you? So I go, I'm going to the bathroom. I leave the studio, go to the bathroom, and I see the Foo Fighters, most of them in one of these fishbowl studios doing an interview. And I just got immediately kind of like with slash and Duff and I see those interviews and I'm just like, when is it going to be my turn? You know, I'm trying, I'm trying hard. I work hard, you know, uh, nothing. I don't expect anything handed to me, but when is it going to be my turn? And I go to the bathroom, just you know, number one and I'm washing my hands as you should do before COVID including. And in the corner of my eye, I see Taylor Hawkins, very recognizable. He comes out of a stall. So I guess Taylor took a shit. Or he didn't want to be anyone looking at his, uh, being, anyone like me being a creep and staring at him while he's peeing. So like a creep, I think to myself, I'm going to take 
extra long to wash my hands and wait until he's done and we'll leave at the same time. Now, at this time in my life, I had just started using a cane. You know, I had leg braces. I still do have uh, leg braces for a while. And, you know, people didn't really, you know, a lot of people would think I, I was acting like walking like I was cool. You know, I had a swagger to me, uh, which is funny, <laughs> which is funny. But it, working in the city, 42nd Street, you know, there's so many people and, and uneven sidewalks and cars. I, 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 needed a, I needed a cane. I was so very self-conscious about it, but I needed it. And I noticed right away how different people treat you. You know, instead of people thinking like, oh, he's cool. Or he's, he's walking like he's cool. Like, oh, maybe he has something wrong with him because he has a cane too. So I timed it out. We're leaving the bathroom at the same time. And he's like, oh, no, he sees my cane. He's like, oh, no, you first. And I said, no, you're Taylor from the Foo Fighters. You go first. And he's like, no, you're wearing the shirt from the Dave video, from the video. You're wearing Dave's shirt from the video is what he said. Uh, so I was wearing um, a, a blue shirt of the band called The Sounds. They're from Sweden. They're like pop, punk, rock, uh, synth pop rock, whatever. And it's true because in the times like these video, Dave Grohl is wearing the red version of that shirt. And it just made me like, who is this band? And, you know, I, I bought their, their what are they out living in America? I bought their album and I liked it, you know. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'll buy that shirt. It's a cool looking shirt, but I'm not going to get the same exact one as Dave. I don't want to be like that. That much of a weirdo. That's, again, my my weird reasoning. So I buy, I get the, bl the blue one. So we, Taylor notices that. And I smile and I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. And Taylor's smiling at me. He's like, do you like them? I'm like, I, he's like, I don't know. They're not really my thing. And I was like, yeah. What do you think I'm a poser? I know. And he looks at me like, that's not what I was asking you. <laughs> kind of like shocked. like, And I was like, no, no, I like them. Yeah, I saw the shirt, you know, uh, what Dave was wearing it, and um, it made me want to listen. And I, I do like them. They're cool. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. Good for you. And I honestly don't remember how the conversation dissipated. It was only a couple of minutes. Uh, certainly, I don't think it was at the time where selfies were, with celebrities were as um, abundant as they are today. Also, very clear, made to you at Sirius. You do not do that. You could do that maybe in your own studio if they have a relationship with you. But if you're going up to a random celebrity who's there for an interview to do a job, you don't go up to them. It's unprofessional. So, But I had that short interaction. And I guess think about it, especially whenever I wear that shirt now. And he was a very sweet, nice guy. And that was just for my little bullshit interaction. And, you know, 50 years old and... You know, this ties into Guns N' Roses and what today is and everything. And look, I, as of this moment, we don't know exactly why Taylor passed away. There are a lot of rumors with, you know, drugs found in the system. First of all, you know, uh, the fact that they listed like t they listed 10 drugs and marijuana is on there is an embarrassment. You're not going to die from marijuana unless like you hurt yourself while high. You know, like if you're so high, you fall on a, on a, on a knife or something. Um and antidepressants. Look, you can overdose on anything, but look, you got to be, if you sing out, don't just cast that into there, medications. I'm on medication, just don't, these early releases, these early reports, yeah, we're very curious. We were curious with Bob Sackett, but there's kind of, is a certain line that I think we need to ride between what we want to know about this celebrity person, that the person that we cared about, we care about these people, even though we may not know them, 
yeah, I met Taylor Hawkins for two minutes. I met Bob Saget for two minutes, but I don't know them. But my experience with them, the two minutes was great. My experience with them enjoying their projects, uh, growing up as a fan is great. So you're still sad. Uh, that's normal. But and, to, and the curiosity is normal. But it gets to a point where it's just, it, it's not right or it's not ready. The information is not ready to be released. The family needs to know. They'll be ready when they release a statement. And every, people need to have, respect that. That's just, it's, it's gone by the wayside. So I've been seeing a lot of, um, not a lot. Uh, forgive me, I'll take it back with Taylor because it's been mainly love. But because it came from Ted Nugent, that piece of that piece of shit who will never be on this podcast. Not that I've had an opportunity. I've I've had an opportunity to see his show for free. No, I just think like this, like uh, calling uh, referring to like Taylor Hawkins as like a junkie. Like, dude, fuck you. You don't know his life. Just because look, just because you may have a drug problem, you should not be associated with the word junkie. I think that's way too negative and way too much of a blanket statement. And you know what? Today, our beloved Axel, and I'd be very curious to know what he thinks about some of his uh, famous rants today. I'm sure he would cringe, you know, but that's what made him Axel. So I'm listening to the rant that he did, you know, about Kurt Cobain and, you know, because he's, he's a junkie and so is Courtney and he's worried about their kid is going to come out, you know, how is it, it's going to look and, Look, you know, obviously Axel had a problem with drugs. What could he, what he did with his own band? So it, it came from a place of anger, for sure. But we know that he was a Nirvana fan. And so it just makes me sad today, knowing that Dave Grohl and Axel are, are, are friends. What would Kurt and Axel be like today? I think they would be friends, man. I really do. I think they would have gotten over that, that stuff. You know, that... 1992, uh, the VMAs, and hi, Axel, hi, Axel. I, I don't know. I think that, I mean, Slash and Axel got over it. Why couldn't have Kurt and Axel? So it makes me sad because uh, I'll see. This also was, was put up as I put up some quotes uh, from Lane Staley and Kurt Cobain today on social media that, you know, very inspirational quotes. And somebody wrote, like, I love their music, but I would never take life lessons from these people. Look, just because they had personal demons does not make what they say any less valid. Right? I mean, they, they, some of the most troubled, tortured people in history, human history, have said some of the most profound things. Sometimes it is a uh, do as I say, not as I do kind of situation. So... Rest in peace to Taylor Hawkins. 20 years later to Lane Staley. Never got to see Alice in Chains. Of course, I never got to see uh, Nirvana. Rest in peace, Kurt. It's going to be 30 years. It's 28 years. So it's going to be 30 years since Kurt's passing. Just unbelievable. It's just, where's the time go? And it makes you think, just because, yeah, this we're Guns N' Roses fans. What What's Axel thinking about this? I mean, yeah, they... they you could tell they were all hurt, the Guns N' Roses guys. They all tweeted about it, Axel included. You know, uh, just bummer. But does that make him think about Izzy? Does that make him think about Steven? Those are two different situations, by the way. Izzy just may not want to do it. We saw a recent picture, by the way, um, with somebody who worked at like an auto body shop. Let me see if I can actually look it up right now on my Instagram. I tried to get this guy on the show. 
And where is this? Where I'll see this guy. Joey Mizquez. Mizquez. He, did he take down the picture? No, there it is. There it is. So this, yeah, he works at, I doesn't even see where he's fucking working at. But it's at some motorbikes place. And this was taken March 8th. So Izzy, he has a, a mask um, taken off his face so he can take the picture. So Izzy's alive and well, which is very cool. You know, he's back on the West Coast, not in Colorado like we last heard from Rick Richards. So he's back in Cali. Um, so he just may not want to do it. And with Steven, he's still touring. He's still doing things. So you know he wants to do it. Could something be figured out? Because maybe he can't do a three-hour plus show like Frank can. But can they split it? I think that would be awesome. Bring back some of the old guys, just like in wrestling. Think of the pop. How much over there was a pop for Stone Cold and Vince McMahon? What if we just, you know, more for Steven Adler? And if they brought back any of the other guys just to do a song or two? I mean, time is short. Man, ugh. 50, you know, obviously uh, 27 was extremely young for Kurt, but man, 50 for Taylor. That's young too. That's very, very scary. So uh, thank you for those of you who, ha uh, like Joe, the comment I read earlier that do reach out that obviously came here for Guns N' Roses, but I appreciate all the mental health talk because this is the world we're living in. It really is. And especially again with this band, that's what makes this band, I think extra special because there's so many, there's so much depth to Guns N' Roses. There really is. And that's what this podcast is all about. So when will you see the next one? I don't know. In the words of Axel Rose, I don't know as soon as the word, but you'll see it. Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home. <laughs>